eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, Matt. So Matthew Smiley walks into the media room, and the first thing he does is, well, he first walked into the wrong, through the wrong door. And I say wrong door, meaning he didn't come from behind the podium like most coaches or <laughs> Brandon Mean does. He walked through the media door that we walked through. Now, so that our listeners know the way it's configured, it's fine. It's all connected. He just walked down a hallway to get through that door instead of walking through the back of the podium where there's another set of doors he can walk through. But I felt it interesting because here's a new, he's not a new coach. He's been here, but he's in a new role. And we joked like, man, the guy already walked through the wrong door. Right. But then he got there and he said, Hey, I was told if I did it from here, you guys couldn't record it. That's why I want to, you know, <laughs> and, and, and you couldn't air it. You know, it was kind of funny. He did it tongue in cheek. And then he said, before I do anything, in all seriousness, he said, I want to, I want to introduce myself to everyone and say hello. And he walked through the room, Matt, and he said, hi, and he shook hands with every single media member in the room and said, hello. And I just thought that was classy. And I thought that he did that for his, his own no, you know, knowledge to know who we are and to help us feel more comfortable with him as well. I cannot pretend like I have the absolute greatest understanding of the coaching staff or how everything works, but I've known Matt Smiley just from a distance for the last couple of years because back in 2019, when we were still in the locker room, so this was pre-COVID, I remember having a conversation with Josh Allen about the office. And he's joked about the office a ton of different times, kind of on the record. And he's like, I love the office. I love it. It's my favorite show. So I remember asking him once, I was like, is there anybody else in the locker room who you think likes the show, the office more than you? And he said, there's two people who say they do. And it's Reed Ferguson and it's Matt Smiley, the assistant special teams coach. I was like, oh, that's very interesting. So then I was like, you know what? We should do an office quiz. It would be a really fun story. And I'll have Matt Smiley basically moderate the conversation. And it was Josh versus Reed. And from that point on, Smiley was all in on the idea. He was like writing down questions. He's like, no, these might, he's like, these might be a little too hard. Like some of the questions for anybody who's out there listening, one of the questions was like, what's Pam's favorite flavor yogurt in the office? And I was like, dude, I have not a clue. 
Why would anybody know that? And he's like, oh, I think it's mixed berry. I think I remember him saying, he's like, maybe that's a little bit too deep of a cut. And we put together a list and we sat there and we did the quiz back and forth. So I was like, wow, this guy's really, really cool. And then I remember talking to some of the other special teams guys at the time. And they're like, oh, we love that dude. He's like so chill. He's the perfect coach. He's the perfect players coach. So I think he's going to thrive in the role because he's an office guy. And if you like the office, Josh absolutely gives you the endorsement. But two, because he's relatable, he's young, he's full of energy. He's very, very fun. And I think he's going to fit in well there. Yeah, and the other thing he did, he had a few like one-liners while we were talking. Like John Morrow <laughs> of the AP asked him, John Morrow said something to the effect of, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but, and then he asked a question, and Matthew Smiley looked at him and said, sounds like you're trying to put words in my mouth, and he laughed. So that was kind of funny. Like he gave us a little bit as we give him, and he was very engaging. Um, I enjoyed speaking with him. We talked a lot about just – you know, the Matt Ariza situation, he's coming in not only as a puncher, but as a holder. I thought it was fascinating, a little insight he gave, Matt. He said, what they do is they actually have a ground-level camera that they use and for holding. And they go frame by frame to slow it down to see exactly how you're catching it, where you're placing it, the angle of the ball, everything. It's amazing the detail that they have and how he explained that. I thought that was super cool. He also talked about how he said, I asked him a specific question about, I've always been fascinated, Matt, with how does a special teams coordinator go about those relationships with the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, head coach, when it comes to, Hey, I need this guy on special teams. Like, mm -hmm. I know you like to use him on offense, but I need him. And they want to use him on, on offense or defense, but he plays special teams. How does all that work? His quote was, and let me pull this up. I thought this was a really good quote. He said, I've always believed that, the, the good teams, um, here it is, the real good teams are the ones that know how to share players on special teams who can play offense and defense and vice versa. That coordination with other coaches is important. This guy, to me, screams Sean McDermott DNA as a coach mm -hmm. with how he communicates and how he understands his role and where he fits into everything. That's a very interesting, and this is going to go a little bit engine here but now my the wheels in the head are starting to spin who is the most significant player on special teams that it's now the offense or the defense is it saran neal actually i think i think it might be jordan poyer because he's been playing on the You're kickoff right. teams for the last few years. You're right. I think I overlook it because Jordan is that caliber of player, that caliber. You don't think of him when you think of special teams. But, but if you're talking like a guy who yes. plays all of the special teams, um, probably Saran Neilby. I mean, he doesn't get a lot of time on, on defense, but you know, no, just, know. it's kind of like when I think of the specialists, like the true specialists, right. not talking about like punter, kicker, holder. I think of, when I think of the Bills special teams, I think of Saran Neal, I think of Tyler Medikevich, and I think of Taiwan Jones. It's probably the first yep. three guys that I'm like, those are the dudes they really lean on on special teams. Like those guys make teams because of how good they are on special teams. And yeah, they can fill in at nickel. They can fill in at corner. They can fill in at linebacker, running back, whatever it happens to be. But yeah, no, that's interesting. And I think that's probably the right approach to have because there does need to be give and take. And I know, I know people are like, okay, special teams, let's not get carried away here. It can make a difference. I mean, like 
we've talked about 13 seconds for a long, long time. And that started on special teams. We might not be having that conversation if that didn't go out differently. So it can certainly have an impact on the game. He, he was asked about 13 seconds and, you know, we, I, we understand that, you know, there's been one consistent message about that since the season ended. And that is basically that they're not going to give you all of the details and exactly how it went down. And, you know, they're moving on and they've turned the page. And of course he did all of that, but what he was specifically asked was, was there a lack of communication? And he kind of paused and he thought about it. And I, I think he was thinking about, you know, the right way to answer it. And he said, they didn't execute. And anytime you don't execute, that means there's also a lack of communication. So that was a really good way of kind mm -hmm. of answering the question pretty appropriately without giving too much, but also not saying I'm not answering your question. If you, if you know what I mean, sometimes by not directly answering a question, yes. you answer a question. And when I saw that quote and I heard it, I was like, okay, I know what you're trying to say. I know you can't say it. I understand that, but thank you at least for teasing us a little bit with the answer. Yeah. He, um, he was really good. I enjoyed hearing from, uh, Matthew Smiley today. Uh, let me just go through my notes. If there was anything else that he said here, uh, because he, he was, he was very good about, you know, like all this kind of stuff. Um, his, you know, he, he came up as you mentioned a little while ago as a assistant, assistant special teams coach. He's now in his role. The bills have a new assistant special teams coach. His name is Corey Harkey. Corey Harkey now assumes on the role that Matthew Smiley had. And Matthew was talking very glowingly about what he brings to the table. He's a former tight end who played a lot of special teams. He played with the Rams. Did you know, Matthew Bove, Ooh. Corey Harkey's dad is the bullpen coach for the New York Yankees. I did not know that. I don't, I'm not allowed to, the fact that we have this podcast together is just a miracle within itself. I do, I can't associate with any Yankee stuff. Oh my oh, gosh. Man, oh my right. God. No, I did not know that. And now I'm going to have to block Now I'm going to like, not like the guy. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, he is his dad. So he comes from a very athletic family. His dad was a major league baseball player and now he's the bullpen coach for the New York Yankees. And Corey Harkey is on staff and, you know, Matthew was very, uh, talk glowingly about him and, um, you know, when he got up there, he thanked people in his life. He said 20 years this year for him and his wife, Marissa. Oh, good uh, for him. Yeah, that they that he talked about a little bit. So it was just good to hear from Matthew Smiley and just how everything, you know, fits in his world and how appreciative he is of the opportunity. We also heard from Leslie Frazier today, and he was also asked about 13 seconds. Mm -hmm. And, of course, same consistent messaging, Matt. But what you got from him was more of the – you know, we've moved on, we've turned the page and you have to be able to compartmentalize it. You don't, you know, you hit it, you, you, you think about it, you put it in its proper spot, but you don't dwell on it and you have to know what happened and you have, but, but that's what you do. You flush it and you go over it. I don't think that anybody we've ever heard from says you have to forget about it ever. Like meaning like it never happened. Forget about it. I think what they're saying is, yeah, you recognize it happened and you learn from it and then you don't dwell on it because that can, that can linger into your next play in your next game. I think that's healthy too. I think we're now at the point we're sitting here in June. Yes, learn from it, address it. That should have happened a long, long time ago. Now it's how do we make sure that that never happens again? Or better yet, how do we make sure that we're never in a position where that even comes up again, where we don't have to worry about something like that again? And I think Leslie Frazier's experience comes into play here too. I know how it all played out. We can't change that. They can't change that. Moving forward, 
I think I truly do believe that this coaching staff has learned from that mistake and we won't know. We, we honestly might never know. You know what I mean? Like it's such a random small, like it's a, such a weird kind of specific example. So we might never find out if they've a hundred percent learned from it, but I think that they have based off of just the things that they've said. And I know everybody's been very tight lipped about it and I understand why I don't necessarily agree with that approach, but now that we're in June and we're talking about next season, learn from it, make sure it never happens again, and make sure that if it does happen again, you're ready for every possible scenario. I know you'd probably agree with me when I say that, you know, Leslie, just such a class act, but you know, he, he's very honest with us. I think Leslie mm-hmm. gives us a nice, honest approach and good answers. And he's very thoughtful. And, you know, I think he respects the job that we do and he wants to give us the best answer possible without giving the secrets of the sauce and things like mm-hmm. that. And one of the really, I thought, interesting, honest answers he gave today was on Tremaine Edmonds. He said Tremaine needs to make more splash plays. Yep. And, Matt, we've said that. Fans have said that. We all recognize Tremaine Edmonds needs to make more splash plays. I asked Tremaine after practice about that comment and how do you make more splash plays. And he said trusting what you're seeing, trusting what you're doing, all this, putting yourself in a position to do it. But I do think that's a very, very big deal for Tremaine Edmonds as he enters the final year of his contract. And it's funny because I think that Tremaine Edmonds has become such a polarizing player that there's almost nobody in the middle, but maybe we should be in the middle because that seems to make the most sense. You either think that Tremaine Edmonds is going to be a really, really, really good NFL linebacker for a long time. And you're like, he's been playing for four years. This is his fit. Like he's still 23, 24 years old, whatever he is. And then you've got the other side. That's like, this guy's not very good. Why are they still holding on to him? Why did they exercise the fifth-year option? I am always of the belief in almost every scenario, but especially in this one, the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Tremaine Edmonds is a good NFL player who makes nice plays occasionally. He needs to make more of those plays to really solidify himself as somebody who probably deserves the type of contract that he is going to get, whether that's from the Bills or whether that's from another team. When you look at his counterpart, they play very different roles on the defense. You can't say Matt Milano needs to make more splash plays because it feels like every game, that dude does it. Even the safeties with Micah and Jordan and Taron Johnson, like in the big moments, those guys seem to make big plays. We can't say the same about Tremaine. You can still think that he's a valuable piece to the defense, that like I do, but you can also expect more from him. It's okay to be on both sides here. You don't have to pick a side and live and die by that side. You can say, I think he's good, but I think he can be better. Like th- That's okay, everybody. Yeah, I agree with that. And um, we'll see where it goes with him because he is in the final year of his deal, which brings us to our next topic for the uh, podcast to talk about. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 